The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, it's been a while, and hey, we need a tune-up. You got through Christmas, maybe you had to deal a whole lot with your families, and you're like, ah. <laughs> now you're into January, and it's been cold, and now it's snowy, and your bills are piling up. Dr. Gans Ferentz joins us in studio this afternoon for another episode of How Does That Make You Feel? How you doing? I'm doing great. Happy New Year, by Happy the way. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, Gans, uh, we know that uh, Monday, they mm-hmm. call it Blue Monday, and we know it's pretty much a hoax to begin with. It was started up by, I think, a travel company. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's great marketing. You know, mm-hmm. it's dreary. You just got, uh, you know, the bills for Christmas. So people aren't buying a whole lot of stuff. And so they're saying, hey, Blue Monday, this is the time when all this heavy stuff comes at you. And so why not buy a ticket, go somewhere warm and sunny and have a nice time? <laughs> hey, I, listen, if you can swing it, I think it's a great thing to do, right? But it does give us an opportunity to really be a little bit proactive active and conscious about our mental health and our just psychological well-being in general because it can be kind of tough in the winter and it can be kind of tough after new years and after all the holidays and you know there is such a thing as the post-holiday kind of slump or let down or even post-holiday blues you know gans how can people tell between having just a, a bad day and if it's something more well you know we all have bad days right i mean everybody has ups and downs that's that's the human condition but I think it's something more is really well you know depression itself is something that persists and clinically it persists for like two to three weeks uh, when you're feeling down most of the day most days in that two to three week period and then there are other symptoms like you know um, lack of uh, interest in formally uh, fun things like, you know, they call it an- anhedonia, right? So you're not really enjoying the things you used to find fun. Uh, lower sex drive, irritability, increase in uh, substance abuse. You may have sleeping issues, either sleeping too much or not sleeping. Mm. Um, different things like that. Then then those are bigger, bigger issues that you need to take care of. Yeah, I'm guessing like eating not enough or eating yeah. too much, mm-hmm. all of those things uh, as well. So, but, but with that, I mean, you know, we can go... A few weeks f- mm-hmm. with feeling blue or, you know, just not feeling ourselves mm-hmm. and we find our way out of that. Mm-hmm. Is that depression? Well, yeah, it's it, so there are, I suppose you could call it depression, but it, in terms of a clinical diagnosis mm. of depression, like mm-hmm. major depressive disorder or some of the other actual clinical diagnoses, there have to be, you know, it has to persist for a certain amount of time and it has to affect your social, uh, occupational or educational mm. functioning, right? And and there's some certain criteria that we have in our, what they call a diagnostical and statistical manual of uh, mental disorders, uh, DSM, and that kind of helps you determine whether it's at that clinical level or if what's it's what's called subclinical. Can you, um, and I, I don't know if, if you can answer this question because um, I, I, well, I just don't know, but I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> sure. I've had friends or I have friends who have suffered from severe, severe depression, mm-hmm. like a lifelong uh, depression uh, <laughs> diagnosis. What does that feel like? How do you get through those days? Mm -hmm. Because um, 
I, I think there's a lot of folks out there are like, come on, suck it yeah, up. Slash step it's out like, of come it. on, suck yeah. it up, you mm-hmm. know? And for, for those folks who don't understand what these people are going right. through, how do you explain that? Yeah, so, so that brings up a really important concept that, you know, we, none of us really know what somebody else goes mm-hmm. through. We're not in their skin, we're not walking in their shoes, we don't have their lives, we don't have their backstories. So I think it makes total sense for us to practice compassion and be open and you know if the person you're dealing with is open to it also curious to ask them Mm -hmm. how are you doing what's going on how's this feel now honestly with depression i have been depressed myself i've been on antidepressants in the past and we talked about it all the time on the show here i I see my psychologist on a regular basis because i like to stay on the plus side Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. right and so um you know it's a good sort of good self-care that i try to practice but uh you know when you're depressed it's something as simple as reaching for the remote to to turn the channel it can feel like oh my goodness i just i just don't have the energy even to move my hand right hmm. some people describe it as like trying to trying to run through molasses hmm. um it's just like a really physical heaviness for some people other people it's just like uh you know they get like physical pain uh body aches uh it just it hurts and it's really difficult to move your body um there's a lot of um feelings of worthlessness and hopelessness so it attacks your self-esteem but also attacks your level of energy to be able to get stuff done which of course makes you feel worse and makes Uh you feel more worthless so it's got a a real um, self-perpetuating aspect to itself so treatment for that I mean seeing someone seeing Mm -hmm. a psychologist uh, possibly medication is there are a number of different ways to to handle that well yeah like uh, some people do need and require medication and, and it, it is um, it's a useful thing uh, what they've found most of the research suggests that the best uh, approach is medication and therapy mm. um, it, the medication works better when you have therapy with it and so it's not it's not like you can go and get a pill and you're gonna feel better and feel happy and everything's gonna be fine right uh, you do that but then that medication might give you the energy and a little bit of a lift so that you can actually make the behavioral changes that you need to make in your life so you can sustain some positive things happening in your life, positive mood. Um, you know, a lot of times it, it, things, instituting something like a, a workout program, yeah. eating differently, um, really looking at your boundaries and who you're around, whether that's your job or your family or your friends, right? A lot of these external things have an impact on our psychological well-being but then it's also the self-talk that we have right and some of that some of that programming has been put there not by our own choosing it's mm-hmm. stuff we sort of inherited or were ex- we were exposed to very early in our lives and we just sort of keep it running because we don't know any different or we don't know how to change it I, I suspect that there's a lot of folks out there that think that the medication is being used too much it's mm-hmm. being used too often um, do you do you believe that and is is that you know the the first thing that should come up in a convert you know when we're <laughs> right well I, I don't know that it should be the first thing I, I I'm not sure that I agree that it's being overused um, okay. uh, that's a tough thing because it, it the fact that people are reaching out and want to do something to improve their well-being as opposed to just suffering and kind of getting mm-hmm. through it mm-hmm. uh, that's a good thing I think the issue lies in the fact that there needs to be more education on the matter, that 
medication does play a role, but it may not necessarily be the first line of defense or the first thing you want to think about. Um, I, I really do think working at therapy, dealing with some things, looking at what you're doing in your life, how your thought pattern is, you know, um, what is what is contributing to that feeling is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. But medication can play a part. And it, so it's... I would say if you're feeling depressed and you're not going to do anything, if you do medication, that's a good thing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's better than doing nothing. Okay. But you should uh, you should really consider also having some therapy along with that. All right. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a multi-level thing, yeah. isn't it? And it's a lot of work. And again, I think you, you pointed out it's not you just don't take a pill and everything's all better. It's yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> even though there are even though there are physical and physiological and chemical yeah. issues like that contribute to depression, even if you fix those while you had that that was unbalanced you, there was a certain thought process that you were running and you were practicing and that that tends to keep running if you don't do something about it so where does the dep- okay they were down <laughs> a wormhole here now where does the depression stem from i mean are some people is it just genetic and it happens or and for others um you know your parents divorced when you're 15 years mm-hmm. old and you weren't able to deal with it and all of that and it and it manifests itself in weird ways you know 15 years down the the, the road is that is it yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of that so uh, so no there, there there is um with most mental health issues there is a genetic component right okay so we can we can uh inherit a certain physiology we can inherit a certain way that our brain functions a certain way that our brain makes uh, the neurochemicals and that sort of thing but there's also a large um uh, real life social effect as well so uh w- the, the divorce when we're 15 or uh being picked on as a child uh-huh. and, and there's a lot of research now into very early conditions right so we're talking about physical and physiological conditions even in utero when when you know before you're born what, what, oh. what your mother or you know goes through and also uh what they call aces adverse childhood events and uh what happens when people go through very difficult things at a very early age they may have show some resilience but there can be effects later and when they look at populations they find the people who have a high number of these aces tend to be at higher risk for other mm. things later in life depression anxiety those sorts of things wow all right let's take a break here and kind of chew on that for uh, for a couple of minutes we'll continue the conversation with dr gans Ferrance. how does that make you feel right after this the text line we'll get to some of those coming up as well because um depression is not uh it's not necessarily just an individual thing oh, no. if you're no, in a relationship yeah. if you're in a in a in a family it does affect uh, everybody so let, let's talk about that coming up as well we talk about depression um when you talk about depressive disorders mm-hmm. um so there's depression um well, well so l- okay. let me explain that okay let's because <laughs> there so we we there's a sort of umbrella that we think about which is depression right okay. but in terms of what we like what the clinicians deal with there's major depressive disorder there's bipolar disorder there's um postpartum depression there's you know there there are a few of them under that umbrella okay so you know we the lay people we talk about depression or i'm feeling depressed or whatever but you know, it's 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 more of a catch-all. We 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 cut it up a little more finely okay. um, when we're actually looking at that. What is bipolar? 
So bipolar tends to be very highly loaded. So that's the old... Um, um, uh, manic depressive, that's yeah, what they yeah. used to call it, manic yeah. depressive disorder. Super, super high, super high well, lows? sometimes. Oh, okay. okay. So that you can, you don't always have to, you know, if you have one super high uh, episode, you can have a multiple of low episodes or a multiple of high episodes and one low episode. As long as you have one of each, that's considered bipolar. There's also something called unipolar disorder where it's just like normal and either high or normal and either and low, right? So, but, but, they, those tend to be very highly um, biological, so the genetic loading is much higher on that than, say, other types of depression uh, or, or even anxiety and mm. uh, some of the other disorders. So it tends to respond much better to medication than a lot of the other disorders as well. So medication, for with, with if you're dealing with bipolar or unipolar, medication really kind of is a must, right? And then the therapy part of that is more to, okay, well, how do I manage it? How do I make sure I set up my life in such a way that I get to take my medication on a regular basis and don't stop taking it just because I'm feeling okay for a while? So, Gans, what would be the difference between a high, mm-hmm. so in, in a, with someone who has bi, is bipolar, mm-hmm. their high compared to my high right. a great day compared no, no, okay. to my so low that's a, a great question and a low right day. yeah so it's not when i say high it's not uh, let's see so it's not like i'm feeling good and so i'm happy it's not like that it's like okay. uh it's it's like a, a an abundance of energy so you like you can't sit still you just like go 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 your mind goes your body goes there's a really uh, like a very hyper active mind and body mm. that's part of that and so people in a in a manic episode um tend to be like highly risk-taking um they uh. will make really bad decisions uh spend all their money sometimes you know might get hurt so they might get be sexually promiscuous mm-hmm. get into relationships without thinking make investments all sorts of different things that happen when when th- they're in a manic episode right okay. so just like okay. yeah just like the depressive episode on the low end is really heavy and slow and hard to move. The manic episode is super high, and it's it's not your normal. Hey, I feel great. It's not just it's, having a really great no, day. No, 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 no. Much far, much further beyond that. Okay, and um, and one of the things we want to talk about here is seasonal affective disorder. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and we have about a minute before we have to go to break, but the weather plays a big <laughs> role. The sun. Yeah. So so the weather plays a role in that. If it's cold, we don't get outside, and so we don't get exercise, and that sort of thing but the biggest factor is the sun and it's the angle of the sun at, uh, when you know where we are in the northern hemisphere and, or, or further in the south, southern hemisphere too in their winter but also the amount of light we get so the, it's the length of the day and also the angle of the sun that mm. affects us and what happens is there are certain wavelength of light more towards the blue end of the yes. spectrum that we need to experience at a certain intensity for a certain period of time and what that does is that actually um, stimulates serotonin production in our brain and serotonin is the brain chemical that helps us feel you know happy and energized and clear and loving and all that other stuff so we could talk more about that absolutely how many of you have a blue light I at do. home I have one as well so blue lights and what you can do to help deal with some mm-hmm. of these issues we'll continue that conversation after the 330 news answer so some of your questions on the text line as well
Uh, it's kind of we're kind of yeah <laughs> a lot of things today, but depression and mm-hmm. the um, that umbrella of depression right. and, and uh, what it is. We kind of dug deep into some of the nuts and bolts of it and uh, some of the symptoms as well. Um, but we also want to talk about what you can do. We 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 talked about therapy. We we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about uh, medication. Mm-hmm. We touched on the lights briefly. The blue light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, 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 I have used the blue light for, I don't know, four or five years now, and I find it makes a huge difference for me in the winter. I'm, I'm one of those people that's, I think, most mammals, most people, most mammals mm-hmm. are susceptible to this effect of the, you know, the amount of light we get in the winter and also the the lack of the blue uh, wavelength that we yeah. get in the winter. Um, but I found that uh, when I use my light, I do do better. I sleep better. <laughs> I got I'm way, I'm way less of a bear. <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm not as irritable. Um, I can, I'm more uh, productive at work. You know, it's easier to be around me. So uh, it is one of those things that's like, you know, got pretty much no side effects you know to it it's not like uh, some of the medications or anything right so and it doesn't have to be on you don't have to have it on for a long time oh no 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 i like, mean it's like uh, 10 minutes in the morning yeah, 10 10 to 10 to 30 minutes right and if you need a little boost in the afternoon they say you can run it for about five minutes and it's like you know cheaper and better than you for you than coffee <laughs> so <laughs> you get to sleep at night as well uh, yeah. there, there's some some easy ways to if you're just having a, a crappy day if you're if you're feeling uh, a little blue there's some mm-hmm. easy ways to 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 try to flip that around. Yeah, I mean, and, and look at like we we have a lot more now. Now I'm not talking about like major depression or uh-huh. some of the stuff we were talking about earlier in the show, or, or you know anxiety or panic attacks. Okay, so like I'm not. I don't want to give the impression that people should just suck it up or uh-huh. just you know control their brains in that way to be able to fix that, right? But generally, we have a lot more impact on how we feel than we give ourselves credit for. Now, it's not in terms of what's happening directly right in this moment. I can't will myself to feel happy or feel, you know, not anxious or anything like that. But I can create the environment. I can create a consistent uh, way of doing things that has a better chance of me feeling good and feeling stable and not not going into depression or anxiety. So one of those things is, you know, the the, the way I rank them is the first thing is sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay? So regular wakes, sleep-wake time is really important because your body likes to have routine, especially around circadian rhythm, our body clock. Um, so getting, like, so regular sleep-wake, giving getting enough sleep okay mm-hmm. so it's like at least eight hours is what we need we you know we don't do well on five or six even though people are used to functioning mm-hmm. they're just not used to functioning well <laughs> they just get used to under functioning okay so getting enough sleep the next thing is exercise exercise is one of those big things that really does help us stay calm give us that lift helps our brains create serotonin um, helps us feel better about our bodies it gives us more energy uh, helps our brain work better because we're getting uh, oxygen to our brains right so exercise is is, is like the next level right that and it can be and it can be difficult if you're having a, a blue day if you're feeling a little down to say well, I'm gonna go do this because you right? don't have the motivation Ugh. right it's like oh I can't even reach the yeah. remote you want me to go <laughs> run on the treadmill like, really you know but and this is one of those things that if you understand the the pieces that go into it yeah 
that you do this stuff proactively, you don't get to the place where you can't reach the remote, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or you're less likely to get to that place. So this is this is that whole idea of being proactive, preventative, and and doing things on a positive in a positive way. The next thing after, so sleep, um, exercise, then eating, right? Your nutrition, eating regularly and eating the right stuff, right? And that includes hydration. You got to drink enough water as well. You know, lots of texts coming in wanting mm-hmm. me to ask you about your thoughts on uh, on uh, about the, the food, about diet when it comes mm-hmm. to depression and how you're feeling and how that might might play a role. Well, you know, I I went to uh, like a. Uh, allergy specialist uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I was surprised at the food allergies and sensitivities that came up for me. Oh, wow. And I was like, really? I eat this stuff all the time. Mm. I was like, oh, well, that could explain this. And you know what I mean? So there are things that our bodies like and things that our bodies don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I, I'm not a nutritionist, so I can't really say about this, but I've, I've talked to people who know more about this. And uh, actually, there's a naturopath that's down the hall from me, and this, her, this her whole practice is mm-hmm. she works with nutrition and people around their diet to, to deal with mental health stuff and um, and you know so some of the things that we eat can help us to create the raw materials so our brains make the stuff that we need to make to be happy and then some of the stuff that we eat or drink can actually take us in the opposite direction yeah. as well, right? We know yeah. that alcohol is a depressant, for example, right? Um, we know that coffee is a stimulant. So mm-hmm. if I tend to be anxious, you know, I maybe don't want to drink a lot of caffeine, right? Yeah. And so, you know, like the things that we put into our bodies really do make a difference. You know, uh, I was telling you about my my friend uh, Blake during mm. the break and, and her uh, very open, um, ongoing battle with depression and how she has, you know, had it you know, hit it head on and, and she is open and, and honest about it and shares that. Mm-hmm. And and I'm guessing that having that right group of people around you as well, friends, family, um, it's got to be huge. Absolutely. I, I often say it's, it's really hard to do rehab at a crack house, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So your environment does matter. Yeah, yeah. So so having the right group of people that support you, that will kind of have your back, it's kind of like the buddy system that we used to have when we were younger and go swimming, you know, swim yeah. with the buddy because they'll see that you're in trouble more quickly than you'll see that you're in trouble, right? And so if you have somebody that you could trust that's got your back, they can, hey, tap you on the shoulder hey, you know what, how about we take a break or, you know, let's go see the therapist together or maybe we should take a vacation or whatever it is that we need to do to look after ourselves. And, you know, it's sometimes you just need to take, I call it a little mental health break, you know, you can just, you know, a little candy floss for your brain. So maybe, you know, (laughs) grab a book, grab some music that you enjoy or watch a movie if you're just looking for something to cheer you up. Well, you know, um, just like we talked about food and what goes in affects Mm -hmm. us and what we don't put in affects us, same thing with what we put in through our ears and eyes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We really got to be thinking about what is the effect of what I'm watching, uh, the amount I'm watching. One of the things that we have found as psychologists is with the rise of, like, social media and technology Mm -hmm. and stuff, there has been more anxiety and depression. I mean, people are getting stressed out about what they're seeing on the social media channels or they're comparing themselves to these idealized images of what other people's lives are supposed to look like, right? Um, But then there's also the volume issue, right? Just not having a break from the constant... Uh, flow of information that's coming at us, right? And uh, that can just wear us out and make us tired, which can cause anxiety and depression as well. So it really does, we, we do have to guard what comes in and how we spend our time because that, that is a huge part of what 
creates this or what gets us out of it. All right, 345 with Dr. Gans this afternoon. Um, some more questions coming in on the text line. Some mm-hmm. interesting ones that I want to get some insight from, uh, from you on more with. How does that make you feel right after this? Okay, before we run out of time with Dr. Gans, uh, someone texted in and said, this is Dave, says, what about intimacy? Does that help improve everybody's move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when Listen, we are herd animals, mm. right? And so we do better when we're around people. Now, the people you're around do count. Like, yes, you have to make do. sure they're positive people. But particularly intimacy, and intimacy is more than just physical intimacy, but yeah. we do need touch. We we need, uh, you know, I heard we need between seven and 11 non-sexual touches every day to mm-hmm. stay healthy and have our immune system mm-hmm. work well. And, you know, there are the babies that are born have yeah. this, uh, this thing called failure to thrive where they can actually die mm-hmm. if they're not touched, right? Mm-hmm. And so they need touch. They need like skin to skin and yeah. it really does help them to stay healthy. So, you know, we're big babies, right? We're, we're grown and we still need that too. So we yeah. need touch. We need non-sexual touch sexual touch is also very good um you know um but we also need emotional intimacy Mm -hmm. so closeness sharing ideas being able to be seen for who we are and validated for our feelings those are also very good ingredients for good mental health yeah i just when you're talking about that i just i'm 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 picturing i saw my grandbaby on on uh, Mm. on friday night and just that I don't know. We just talk about it. I just get this this big warm fuzzy mm-hmm. when I think about holding him mm-hmm. and and how wonderful it is to have him curled into me. It's just yeah. I don't know. There's uh, it's the cuddles uh, and the yummies and yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's a, and it's a, it's amazing. It's not just because of my grandchild, but just that you know that yeah. Well, I think it is because of my grandchild. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It just feels good. And thinking about it, it feels good. I Absolutely. can feel it when yes. I'm thinking about it. And, and I want to say that that feeling is what we want to. We don't want to chase it. But we want to look for opportunities to create that more in our lives, mm. where we feel good about stuff, whether whether it's what we're eating, who we're with, what we're doing, right? Because yeah. that that helps us to stay on the plus side of stuff. Heads up, coach. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, this text just came in and it says, um, is there any advice for someone that doesn't believe in antidepressants, hmm. won't go to speak with a doctor about his depression? I've been with someone that has suffered from depression for 19 years and I'm finding it extremely draining since he's not looking for help. That is really hard. Um, it's really hard to be around somebody who is dealing with something mm-hmm and struggles with it, particularly depression. I mean, anxiety is also very difficult to deal with, but depression is hard because they're they're not available and there's a sort of a heavy negative energy Mm -hmm. around this person all the time. Um, A a lot of people don't know that there is help or that help will work, and so they don't, like, go pursue it, whether it's medication or therapy or both, ideally. Um, In terms of what somebody can do without going down one of those paths, uh, I think your friend Blake is a great example of that. I mean, she, she does it proactively and reactively, uh-huh. right? So if she starts to feel like she's going off the rails, she'll go and like check in yeah. with someone yeah. or somewhere and, and look after herself that way. But what she does is also proactively does things in her life, all the stuff we talked about earlier about the sleeping, the the eating, the exercise, yeah. who you're around, to build up that yeah. environment where she can feel positive. And I would say for this individual here, you know, 
if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? And so something has to change in order for him or her to start to feel better. And that, unfortunately, that takes a little investment of energy at the front end. And that's, that can be hard when you're feeling depressed. And I was, why is it that you think that some people are so adverse to taking antidepressants or, or go seeing uh, a therapist of some sort? Is it part stigma? Stigma? Is it, oh, I'm not weak? You know, I'm, what is it? I, I think it's all of that stuff. I, I think, you know, so people sometimes have a misconception around um, antidepressants in particular, right? Yeah. They, they do think, some people think that it's this pill that you take and you're going to be happy all the time, yeah. or it's this thing that's going to make you high, or, you know, so there's a lot of mis- misinformation around that. Um, it's not. It really is something that just helps you balance your yeah. brain chemistry, because your brain chemistry is one of the things that's contributing to you not feeling well. Um, it's just like if you had uh, diabetes, your, your, your pancreas not creating enough insulin for you to be able to do what you need to do so you don't have to take insulin but you'll probably die at 25 and yeah. you know what I mean it's not great but if you take insulin your body has the actual chemical it needs to be able to live a full healthy life and you can be fully functional right you can it, it's just taking that little needle or the or the pill or whatever whatever form you take you can otherwise function quite normally and so I, I think it's important that people start to think of antidepressants in that way okay. it's not like oh man just tough it out and I'll be get better it's not like taking an Advil for a headache and it's not like you know taking drugs to get high yeah it really is something that helps you balance your brain chemistry so you can function I'm, a, I'm a little worried about the person who texted in with with the partner as well because I'm, I'm worried about that person's mm-hmm. mental health as well um, you know and again I, I guess maybe one of the things that person could do would be therapy as well yep, exactly um, but you know, be aware you've got to take care of your yourself big time that is that is our you know prime directive to use star trek terms right yeah um we have to look after ourselves first right we can't really be effective at helping anybody else until we can help ourselves right we you know uh I've talked to you before about my mm-hmm. book, The Me Factor. Yes, right? absolutely. And, and that's, that was, this is what I discovered in that process. Is That's why I came up with that, because I was not doing that, mm. but I was trying to look after everybody else. I was trying to help, you know, not just my clients, but family members or kids or whatever. And I realized that I was going down the tubes. I was burning out and I was crashing. And so I had to figure out some system to help me get out of that. And and that's, you know, I... I when I'm following that, I do quite well. You know, I don't follow it 100%, unfortunately, but when I do, I, I, I do quite well. And so this is this is, this is is what people can do, and this is what, what your friend Blake does, is she has her operations manual yeah. that she uses, like a, like an owner's manual uh-huh. for her car. This is for her life. This is yeah. what I do for mine. And when you follow the instructions, you do well. When you don't, things don't work as well. Yeah, she's become a, a mental wellness warrior, and yeah. she puts it out there on, on her Instagram post and and she and, and and it's amazing it's been absolutely amazing to see uh to see her grow over the past number of years well and that's the thing and I, you know what i love about that story is that she started from reality yeah hey look this is something that's not working as well as i wanted to okay let me yeah. just accept that and yeah. let me then do take the steps to to go do better so it, you know it's gonna sound kind of 
crass, but it's like, do you want to feel better or just, do you just want to look like you're doing better? Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Because we can all try to fake it or we can actually do the work to actually feel better and function yeah. better. We don't need, we, we've worn this, this bad badge of honor for a oh, long yeah. time about being, oh, how busy we are. I'm oh, so and strong. I'm just fine. Listen, that all this stuff that's going on around my life, but I'm still, still soldiering <laughs> look on. At me. I'm that's doing right. It. That's right. Uh, okay. But again, if things are more serious, you know, early to late stage depression, then you need to get yep. some help. You need to talk to a psychologist, see your doctor. There are options out there for you. You can call the helpline at 211, mm-hmm. health link at mm-hmm. 811. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the mental health helpline. There's the Psychologist Association of Alberta Referral Service at 780-424-0294. You can go to the ER. Absolutely. You Especially if you start to feel suicidal, definitely take Absolutely. that seriously. Don't mess around with that. If you have a friend or family member, same thing. Take them. Make sure they get the help they need. Lots of great information as well at AskDrGans.com. You can find out uh, links to the podcast yes. as well. You can find out uh, more and, uh, and order one of the books as yep. well. The Me Factor. So much stuff there. Dr. Gans, I look forward to this every single month. Me um, too. Next month can't come soon enough. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to you later.